I'm sitting here with Kim Shazinski. She is the owner of ADR Law. She is the host of Happily Even After. You can listen to Happily Even After every Thursday at 5 p.m. right here at LA News Radio. Good to see you again. Hi, David. Nice to see you again. So, you are a matrimonial attorney. We're heading into 2021. Oh, right? yeah. And um, can you... About fifty percent of marriages end in divorce. Is that what you? Is that? Yeah, I think there's some stats now that it's it's going down a little bit. It is going down mm-hmm. because of COVID. Nobody wants to go out. I imagine. <laughs> I think yeah. that's a big part of it. And um, after what time period? How long are people married until the the average divorce? Is it ten years, twelve years, seven years? Is there a formula for that? Um, I don't know that there's a formula as much as there's stages of life. Right. Like, okay. I, I tend to see that people. Um, a big group is people in their fifties, early, you know, that age group where the kids leave for college, the empty nesters, and you, you turn. And they to find the, themselves alone. Exactly, well, and you turn to your spouse. You say, oh, "Who are you, and why are you here?" <laughs> I mean, I do know people who have gotten divorced, and they say, "We've always wanted to get divorced, but we wanted to wait until the kids were out of the house to do so." Oh yeah, yeah, that's a very big reason for people to stay together. And then I've I've met some people who got divorced in their late sixties, early seventies. Uh-huh. Well, there's. As of late, there is something called the gray divorce. The gray divorce, okay. Uh-huh. And That's that is? people in their 70s and 80s yeah. who have decided that they do not want to end life with the person that they're currently married to. And that, they are getting divorced. So they'd rather spend those golden years by themselves yes. than um, being buried that next to that person, yes. spending eternity with them. Yes. And then there are mm-hmm. the people, the young kids that get married at a mm-hmm. very young age. Yeah. And before they have children, right. it's like they're married, you know, one to five years and haven't had children yet. Mm-hmm. That's that's an, another demographic. I mean, b- being a parent of a millennial mm-hmm. and their ideas of marriage are very different than what ours are. You know, very different. when you're in your like, you know, early 50s, you know, it's yeah. just ex- very different in that they don't think about getting married. And when, when I first mm-hmm. got married and I've been married and divorced, you know, several hundred times. <laughs> and I but when I first got married, I was only like 25 or 26 years old. Uh-huh. And then, um, and then, and then my wife at that time was twenty one. So you know we were young, and then yeah. you had children, and yeah. then and also you realize, wow, we were so young and we had children. Yes, we know nothing about life. Yeah, how could we possibly be a parent? Yeah, and then you get divorced. Yeah, and then you get and divorced. then you're divorced, and you're still a parent. <laughs> <laughs> you realize it doesn't change a thing. That, that divorce does not change your state. As a matter of fact, it makes it worse because now you're you can't go out. There's no life. You're stuck with the kid at home that weekend, this weekend. So it changes. So people do people have divorce regret? They get divorced and they're like, well, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, have you I'm seen sure. people get back together reconciliations? Um, I've, <laughs> I've actually had two instances where I've represented people who remarried each other. One couple remarried each other twice, another one three times. And they I, got divorced twice? And yeah. They get, and they came back together? Yeah. yeah. So do, you, do they have you on a retainer? <laughs> <laughs> it, no, but I'm definitely on speed dial. <laughs> and they are. Okay. Um, ADRLawNY.com. ADRLawNY.com to get in touch with Kim Szynski. If you are going through matrimonial issues, if someone you love, a family member, a child, the parents, and you feel as though you would like to have this marriage resolved um, equitably, right? Uh, equitably. and As and peacefully as possible. Yes, with some respect and dignity. With respect. This is why you contact ADR Law. And ADR Law is? Alternative Divorce Resolution. Which is? All out-of-court processes that... Um, right keep you in control of your of your future. You got mediation, collaborative divorce, mm-hmm. and negotiated settlements. Right. And all these things are an option to the traditional uh, fight it out litigation. Du- yeah. Litigation, duke it out in yes. court, mm-hmm. spending time, spending money. Mm-hmm. 
and um, and causing pain that could last for a really long time. Oh, it takes a very long time to recover from not just the emotional trauma, the financial trauma of right. a divorce, of well, a long, you know, drawn out, litigated divorce. I mean, I know people that have gotten divorced and divorced proceedings and the negotiations and the fighting mm-hmm. lingers for years yeah. and it damages the children mm-hmm. absolutely it damages the family yeah. and the grandparents too mm-hmm. it, it 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 has very long tentacles it right. reaches out to you know more than just the two people who are getting divorced yeah because the parents are not the only ones getting divorced right oh yeah i mean how does how does i mean I mean, I know in my particular case, and you've—I only got divorced a few times, but you've seen many, many, mm-hmm. many divorces, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You know, but fortunately, you're there to help guide the way. Explain to people the difference between um, sitting with you and talking about the next chapter of their life versus each party going to their own attorney. Well, then you're you're describing my role as a mediator, right? Okay, so when I sit with people as a mediator, I don't represent either one of them. Right. Um, I'm there to help them come to their own agreement. So I help them realize what issues they have to talk about. I explain the law to them as it pertains to their issues. And they're going to talk to each other with my help and come up with a solution to the to the issues that need to be addressed. Do you send them home with homework or do you prefer their communication be with you there? It depends on the couple. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're they're highly cooperative mm-hmm. and can really you know sit together and have productive conversations they'll leave having to discuss certain things and get back to me right if not sometimes we just lay ground rules at the beginning like no talking about this at home right this what happens in the divorce happens in this room so do you try and eliminate the emotion because i mean getting divorced is an emotional you can't experience. eliminate emotion you can't. right the pro- one of the biggest problems with litigation is there's when you go through a divorce you, you're very emotional you're right. you're angry you're scared you're hurt you're there's so many emotions that's normal yes have you ever met a person going through a divorce that didn't have all those feelings um no some people go through divorce and have utter joy uh, well yeah <laughs> that, that's what maybe the, after the fact but maybe, not going through it yeah, after the fact yeah i mean i mean there are I always contended that there are three people. There's the one you date, the one you marry, and the one you divorce. And generally speaking, those are three separate people. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully the second one is better than the first one. Hopefully. But if it's, <laughs> but if it's not, you're definitely going to meet the third one. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, yeah, that is unfortunate. Yeah. But that but that really is the, is the path. Yeah, but the, you know, the, the emotions are, that's the problem with litigation. There's no place in a legal system for you to work through your emotions. So the process is, yeah. yeah, the processes of mediation and collaborative divorce and even negotiated settlement, they're, in my opinion, better than litigation because you can have those emotions. Right. Like I don't say to people when I'm the mediator, you know, I, I don't want to see any emotion. There's right. going to be displays of emotion. Right. And that's okay in my office. You can't do that in a courtroom. Right. Um, the, the, there, are, there are laws and there are guidelines, right? Mm-hmm. And that forces you or forces the, the, the judge, whoever the deciding person is, says, I don't care what you're feeling. As right. angry as you are, right. Right. as hurt as you are, right. yeah. as much revenge as you want to get, you're not getting it. You're not getting it. No. And as little as you want to give, that's not happening either. Yes. Yeah. So as opposed to that setting, mm-hmm. how does working with you as a mediator, and then we get into collaborative divorce, the, the second half, mm-hmm. but as a mediator, how does what you offer differ um, in that in, in that process, than having two separate attorneys battling it out, the outcome may be well, the same. But well, first talk of about all, the process. Well, first of all, you get to speak for yourself. Okay, okay? you know, the, you, when you have a representative speaking for you, right. That's that's a very different 
different experience and being in control of your own words and your own decisions and choices. Mm-hmm. Um, but the emotions, you know, it's okay if somebody's emotional in my office. Like, like the processes that keep you out of the court, you're not going to be penalized or or punished for for being angry or upset. You right. know, those are normal emotions. You can express them in mediation. You can okay. express them in the collaborative process. Right. And I think the ability to express the normal emotions mm-hmm. helps you work through the process faster. And but you never see them alone. As a mediator, no. No. Will they call you separately? Um, as a general rule, all communications have to be between all three of us. Right, right. Um, if someone wants to, it's called caucusing. If somebody wants to speak to me independently, mm-hmm. that's okay as long as they're not saying to me, um, I've got $4,000 buried in a hole in the backyard, don't tell my spouse. Right. It can't be that kind of a communication. Okay, if right. it's, you know, when he says such and such, it really hits my button, maybe you could talk to him about it, that kind right. of thing. Okay, right. Okay. Yeah. But nothing like, uh, yeah. no, you're not going to get some information that you can't exactly. share with the other party. Exactly. Have you ever been put in that position? Yes. You have? Yes. And you you got to put a halt to that uh, immediately. 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 Or end, the, or end my, my role. Talk about with me the cost difference between um, each party hiring their own representation yeah. versus working with you as a mediator. I mean, It's tremendous. I mean, are you talking about tens of thousands of dollars they yes. can literally save? Yes. Yeah. And months, if not years. So, yeah, what is the time difference between mediation? Is there, is there a, a clock? Is there an average time that someone spends when they're divorced with separate representation versus working with you? Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, no two divorces are the same, but there's averages, okay? So a, a typical mediation, soup to nuts, is about three to six months. Mm. Um, and that's from first meeting to all through all the meetings, writing the agreement, reviewing mm-hmm. the agreement, you know, that's, Filing, that's everything. All that stuff, right. Yeah. Um, and it's a fraction of it's, you know, five, my average mediation, my office, anywhere from five to $15,000. Versus the divorce, which would be, that's nothing. That's nothing. I mean, there were divorces you pay $150,000, I mean, yes. $200,000, $300,000. Yeah. If you're really wealthy, a lot more. Yes. Yeah. And um, oh, man, people will go through their entire savings. I've seen that happen many times, which is why I try very hard to keep people out of the legal system. I'm speaking with Kim Szyzynski. She's the host of Happily Even After. And you can listen to her every Thursday. She's actually on live. And um, she has wonderful guests. She's a tremendous, tremendous resource. Visit her at ADRLawNY.com. That's ADRLawNY.com. She's offices right here on Long Island. And she is here for you. Please give her a call. Get her phone number. Go to ADRLawNY.com. ADRLawNY.com. May I say it one more time, please? <laughs> please do. You won't hold that against me. I will not. <laughs> okay. ADR Alternative Divorce Resolution. Resolution NY, New York. ADRLawNY.com. I really want you to try and remember that. Go home, pull it up. You'll see Kim, you'll read her bio, you'll read about the process, and give her a call. Before you contact any attorney, before you take that step, this is the first step you need to take to contact Kim. Otherwise, um, uh, you may be opening a, a Pandora's box of, of pain and time and money. Is that yeah. Is that correct? Yes. Right. Yeah. So when people first walk into your office mm-hmm. and they have to go through why I'm getting divorced, finances, what kind of discovery do you need to do in order to help them pay the way? Well, I, to have, to, I have to Emotional um, freedom. identify what's there. It's called the marital estate. Okay. 
you have to it's it's not rocket science it's the same formula in every divorce identify the assets Mm -hmm. value them and distribute them okay um so you you go you walk down that road with each and every case Right, and do people say, I mean, there's still anger and there's still hurt, right? Of course. So then how do you control that? How do you guide them? How do you, how do you take them through that process to say, hey, I really want more, but you can't have more? How do you, how do you referee that? It, you know, it's, it's, a, it's really a product of listening. Um, right. You really have to listen to somebody's pain and, okay. and why they feel they're entitled to what they're entitled to. Right. And most people are quite rational and reasonable when mm-hmm. you explain the law and you explain the options. Right. Um, people will understand that. So even though they think in their mind, oh, I'm going to get more if yes. I get my own attorney, that's not the case. No, it's not the case. So then how are matrimonial attorneys, why, then why wouldn't everyone use a mediator? Well, there's a lot of cases that aren't appropriate for mediation. For example. Okay. Mediation is, is, in my opinion, because yeah. you, you ask 10 mediators, you're going to get 10 different opinions. Okay. In my opinion, mediation is only appropriate in um, cases where, first of all, the people agree. Or if they don't agree, they at least accept the fact that this, this divorce is happening. Would that so be considered a non-contested divorce? Well, that's a legal designation. Uh, okay. What I mean is... Um, emotionally. They, yeah, emotionally, emotionally. They both agree okay. that this marriage, it, it's going to end, okay? Yes. And they accept that. Um, there's got to be a pretty equal balance of power in the in the relationship. Right. Um, there really can't be... I'm not comfortable working where there's like active addiction or untreated mental illness and definitely will not take a mediation case where there's domestic violence. Okay. That's completely inappropriate. Right. When you, so, when you say an equal balance of power, you mean like both people are professionals and both earning um, versus one is earning and one is a... Well, that's one aspect of it. Okay. Um, but Stay there's knowledge of what the assets are. Right. Um, the power dynamic in the relationship. Okay. If one of the parties is extremely controlling and has had the other one under his or her thumb the entire marriage, that's not an equal balance of power. And they're okay. not going to be able to equally advocate for themselves. Right, but either way, mm-hmm. the store, the law, not store, the law still defines and regulates what they're going to get and what they're going to give, mm-hmm. regardless yeah. of the balance of power. Right? That, yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not. There are some laws that are, you know, some rules that are set and that are really um, identifiable. Right. But there are others. There's always gray in, in everything. Right. There's gray. And that's the gray spots are, are where there's room for negotiation. I would imagine that the two parties also have a desire to move on with their life working with you. Yes. There's some people that yeah. are so hell-bent on making the other person miserable. Yeah. They don't care. N- yeah. No, that, those are not the people that are. First of all, they'll never show up in my office. Okay. Because if they're, if they're hell-bent on getting you know, revenge and their pound of flesh, mm-hmm. they're not interested in mediating. They want war. I would think... And I'm saying it for someone who's been divorced, um, that the most important thing is to be able to go on with your life quickly. Yes. And get over the lousy marriage that you just came from. Yes. Or the pain that you felt. Maybe there was infidelity or something, and that hurts, yeah. right? Yeah. Or maybe you caused someone pain you want. Just go. Go mm-hmm. be happy. Let, let mm-hmm. me live my life. You live your life. You know, I would imagine, in my mind, that's what I would want. That's, a, that's what I would think to do. Well, not everybody's like that. <laughs> yeah, it's, and I don't. I, I honestly, I don't understand that. Yeah. If somebody hurt me so badly, mm-hmm. 
the, my greatest revenge that I can that I can uh, show them right mm-hmm. is to go on with my life and be as happy as I can possibly be. Happiness is the best revenge. <laughs> it, it, it really is. You yeah. know, I don't want to yeah. cause them pain. I want to yeah. get over my own. Well, a lot of people are like that, but a lot of p- other people think they're going to get over their pain mm-hmm. by using the legal system to get revenge. Yeah, no, nah, it just it lingers. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I was single, I would date women who maybe just got divorced or they were um, just separated, right? Mm-hmm. And they're the anger. They're so yeah. angry and they're still angry. Yes. And they end up hating all men. <laughs> well. all, and I'm like, why are you out tonight? You know, I'm out tonight because I want to hurt you. I want to take see? you for your money. And now, I know, I mean, that's just my experience, you know. But there are men that are angry too. You got to hang out in better places, David. <laughs> yeah. Well, now I now I, I finally met the one, you know. Oh, well, but great. it took a long time. But but there, there are angry people out there. There are very angry people. Yeah. And that level of anger is not going is not conducive to mediation. It's and not. those are the people that need the legal system. See, I, and I, it takes two people to be reasonable. You can't have one reasonable person and one person right. who's out for blood. That's not going to work. But I can't help but think that if they call you first, before they hire their own attorneys, mm-hmm. meet even though as much as you might hate your current spouse, if you call Kim and meet with you in the office, and you talk to both of them at the same time, say, and tell them what we are telling me right now, what we're telling everyone listening, mm-hmm. is that regardless of the attorneys you get, yeah. Regardless of how great you think your attorney is and how angry you are at your your future ex-spouse, you're not going to get more. You're not going to have to give more. You're not going to get more. It's not happening. No. That's why it benefits you to calm down mm-hmm. and sit with the mediation. And that's what we're going to talk about when we come back from the break, the collaborative divorce, right? Because mm-hmm. maybe for that particular scenario I'm describing, a collaborative might be a little better. Yes, when the when the issues are more complex, right, um, and there's more um, more vitriol, more anger, mm-hmm. the, the collaborative process is is a little bit better than than mediation. Before we go to break, let's take a little two minute teaser and explain to the audience what they're going to listen to in the next segment. What give me a little handle of what is collaborative divorce? Collaborative divorce is a team approach. Okay. It's also out of court. Um, you know, non-litigious, but it's you have a team of professionals to help you move through the issues. And the team is made up of whom? Well, you each have attorneys, right. unlike in mediation. Mm-hmm. You each do have your own, but those attorneys have a different relationship to one another. They're working, it's a non-adversarial relationship. So the in, attorneys work together? Work together to help the family, and you have a mental health professional mm-hmm. that helps the the parents deal with, okay, now we're, we, we've we been parenting together, now we have to co-parent, how the hell do we do that? Right. Um, and then you have a certified divorce financial analyst that mm-hmm. helps you, helps the team come up with, you know, really clever ways to skin the cat. Right. You, you go through the court system and it's very, very, you know. Now, do you act as a mediator in the collaborative uh, divorce or do you take, or are you one of the attorneys, one of the representing attorneys? No, there's no mediator in the collaborative divorce process. Okay, gotcha. Okay, they're two different distinct processes. Interesting. I want to learn about that. So, but in, in one, I'm, I'm, I'm I didn't know that actually. I, I thought there was a mediation that each had divorce. So they each have the, the, their own attorneys. Well, they have reviewing, in mediation, you have, re, after you've come to your agreement and right. I draft it, mm-hmm. they take that agreement to reviewing attorneys. Right. Those are their attorneys. Just, but that's an inexpensive proposition. And that would like $1,000, $700? It depends on the attorney. Yeah. Sometimes but, it's just the hourly rate, however right. long, you know. Just to review the agreement, to so re- to make sure they understand it, each party? To make sure they understand what they've agreed to. Right. That the agreement actually says what they think they agreed to. Okay. And that it's it's a fair and balanced, it's, it's a legally sound agreement. Right, and that's just a reviewing attorney. Yeah. Collaborative divorce. Now, mm-hmm. 
it's not actually as complicated as it sounds. No. It actually is almost like a a, a very very uh, uh, a hand holding process. Extremely through yeah. the divorce. Yeah. Really, you have a take, team. You have you have a team working mm-hmm. for the both of you. Yes. For the purpose of you separating. As, as peacefully with it with the least amount uh-huh. of pain as possible. Absolutely. Oh, and so go on, p- co-parent your kids together right. in a positive way. Yeah, it's for people who really want to maintain um, as much stability mm-hmm. and peace as right. they possibly can for their children and for themselves. Yeah. Most people who most people who um, go through the process of collaborative divorce, are they parents? Yes. They are. Mm-hmm. Of younger children, would you say? Uh, both. Yeah, both, right? Yeah, yeah. But when, when there are children involved, this is really the way to go. Yeah, depending on the issues, absolutely. It's um, like I said, it's you have the support of an entire team. You know, you have issues of parenting, okay, and yes. you, you're going to disagree. And in a marriage, we sometimes disagree on how to parent the kids. Yes. Okay, so now you're going through a divorce. So chances are, the conflict's going to be heightened. Okay. You know, when you go in a courtroom and you go to a judge, a judge isn't qualified to deal with those issues, right? Right. They're a judge. They don't. They don't know anything about child psychology, conflict resolution. They don't know about that. Right. So. A great thing to do would be to go to a psychologist, mm-hmm. a child psychologist, and get advice on what would be the best thing for your children. Yes. Okay, well, that person sits at the table. That person is a part of the collaborative divorce team. Mm-hmm. And that person is not there in a therapeutic capacity. He or she is there. They're not giving, they're not dispensing therapy. So why they are they there? there? Because they're there to help educate the parents mm-hmm. on the stages of development that their children are in, right. what they need. And help them come up with a co-parenting plan that's going to best help their kids and themselves transition into the binuclear family that they're going to become. Okay, so the therapist then is really there on um, on behalf of the children. No, on behalf of everybody, because they use, he or she is also there to help with conflict resolution. It gets very heated. But as a therapist, wouldn't they say, "Listen, based on my experience, a child might um, might might uh, benefit from this type of behavior." or might uh, feel less abandoned with this type of behavior where they help you design Sort of like of, that, yeah. They, yeah. They, yes, they look at the, they examine the family dynamics. Okay. Um, and they help the parents see past their own anger. Okay. And, you know, to see, you have to love your kids more than you hate your soon-to-be ex-spouse. So it, it's, yes. it's a process of helping people Rise above their anger and mm-hmm. their and their hurt, and and think logically and what's in the best interest of their children. I mean, how many times have you met people? I've known people that have gotten divorced and have not. I haven't seen my kids in five years or ten years. Yes, and um, that's parent, tragic. One parent is keeping them from another, or they're tragic. Brain, brainwashing. Your mm-hmm. father did this. Your mother did that. Yes, and that go that goes on. Uh, that goes on every day. It does happen to me. Yes. I mean, it, it does go on. You yes. know, it's tragic. And uh, how do you? Um, this is this is a way to combat that. This is the way to really. I it is, think it is because when you can explain to people, nobody yeah. nobody wakes up in the morning and, and and starts out saying, "How can I hurt my kid?" Right. We we just don't do that. No. So when when you go through the process and it, 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 something gets explained to you, the impact of some behavior that you're doing gets explained to you. Nobody says, yeah, that's what I intend. I intended to hurt my kid. Nobody intends to hurt their children. Right. So if you sit with people and you explain to them the impact that their behavior is having on their kids, sure. most parents are going to say, oh, my gosh, you know, I didn't realize that. I'm going to stop. Yeah, it, it is painful when parents mm-hmm. fight with each other. I'm not talking to your father. Give him this letter. Or give your mother it's this. awful. And, and they put the kid as the as the messenger, as, the, as, as the go-between. It's the worst thing you can do. Right. It's a, you know, it, it's... 
not to sound Pollyanna, but divorce can be a really great opportunity for you to model for your children how to resolve conflicts like grown-ups and with love and respect for one another. Right, right. And when you can do that, children will come through divorce not feeling so torn Mm -hmm. and traumatized. Okay, so the process is each party now has representation. Yes. So back to the collaborative divorce. You both have an attorney, okay? okay? But those attorneys are not adversaries like in litigation. They're not there to, the goal is not to get as much as possible for your client at the expense of the other person. That's okay. not the goal. The goal is to get your the two people to come to an agreement that they get it, they each feel they've gotten enough. Okay. And they can both go on to live nice lives, okay? okay. It, you know, it depends on the assets and everything, but the goal is that everybody leaves feeling as though, okay, this is fair. Okay. And I can live with this and and my spouse isn't going to suffer. Now you said there's a forensic a forensic, no, no, no. An accountant? No, there's a certified divorce financial analyst. Right, a certified divorce financial right. analyst. That is, a, that is a financial advisor who's specifically trained in divorce cases to analyze what's the best way to distribute assets, what's the tax impact, what are the, you know, because not every asset is equal. A pension asset is not equal to a liquid bank account. Right, because right, Because there's right. tax implications. Right. Um, so that person is there to really come up with some very clever Mm-hmm. Ways to first make the pie bigger right. because we got to split the pie. So let's find ways to make it bigger first. Yeah, there are some people that I know that um, one couple that I actually I, I was friends with. The guy had someone like um, maybe three or four hundred thousand dollars in the stock market, mm-hmm. and so um, he sh- the the wife wanted the cash, so he sold half the the taxes. She held on to the cash, and he held on to the stock market. And the stock market crashed. And he ended up with very, very little money. Well, different she, assets have different and, risks. And she still had, and she still maintained the cash. Yeah. And that was the decision that they made. That's right. You know, and he was very bitter about that. He was trying to get some of that money from her. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things you have to take into consideration, yeah. and this is something that an attorney advises you on, is right. the risk factors. Right. So you know, that's that's a big consideration. It is, and when mm-hmm. someone has equity portfolio, if someone has pension portfolio, four hundred one k IRA, Roth IRA. 529 plan money. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff has to be taken into consideration yes. in getting a divorce. Yes. Yeah, and then there's visitation mm-hmm. of, of the children. Well, it's not visitation. It's parenting time. Doesn't visitation kind of sound like, you know, you're, you're visiting. Wait, is that your term or is that a new legal term? We use the term now parenting time. Really? It's a parenting schedule and parenting time. We've, it's uh, not, you know something? I wish that, I wish that time, I wish... <laughs> I wish that was around when I was going to divorce because of the idea of visiting my kids. It's offensive. Or I was a visiting parent. That's you know? offensive. It, it it is offensive. Yes. Oh, dad's coming to visit. Right. When are you going to go visit dad? I'm not visiting. My, exactly. My, my kids aren't visiting exactly. me. Exactly. They're coming to stay with me. Yes. In their house. Yes. Where I, I will parent them. <laughs> where, where I have a bedroom for them, and yes. there's a bed, and there's stuffed animals, and their yes. uh, cats are there. Whatever is it, right? Right. Yeah. But you're not you're not visiting. Oh, you're going to go visit dad this weekend? No. You know, so I was a. So many times I heard that, mm-hmm. and so many times I was very hurtful. Yeah. It, I, I think it's offensive. So it really, it really is. Now we have parenting schedules, parenting time schedules. Parenting schedules so much better. Yes. Oh my god, I wish I could go back and get divorced all over again, <laughs> knowing, knowing there was that terminology. No, you don't, David. No, I, I, I don't know. Uh, ADRLawNY.com, ADRLawNY.com. That's where you're going to contact him. So if you're getting divorced, if you're thinking about getting divorced, the holidays are over. Um, 
these things sometimes are shelved for the holidays, right? Oh yeah, January is a very January is divorce month. Really? Yeah, it's one of the top New Year's resolutions. Oh, <laughs> you figured a resolution would be to you know let me try to make this marriage work. Yeah, well, it's not the case. That's what December was for. That was December, right? Okay, right. So the holidays are over. Um, kids got their presents. It was a lousy holiday as it is. You know, it wasn't really that. Mm-hmm. Um, if, Sa- if Santa even made it to your house, you know, with COVID. Mm-hmm. But um, adrlawny.com. Please contact Kim before you contact any attorneys on your own. It's worth a conversation. It's worth a meeting. Just have a conversation. Adrlawny.com. You can listen to her every single Thursday. At 5 p.m. As a matter of fact, she'll be here. She's just on the lifetime contract. So she'll be here for forever. She's moving in. Is that in. what you had me sign? Yes. Is that, is, that, <laughs> is that your cot in the corner? Is that it? Yeah. ADRLaw.com. ADRLaw. I'm positive. My mistake. ADRLawNY.com. We're talking about collaborative divorce. Now, when I think of the word collaborative, it's has a very positive connotation. Kumbaya, right? Right, right. It's collaborative. <laughs> We're doing this together. Yeah. And that's really what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah that really is what Because the is. plaintiffs are part of the team. Yeah, yeah. They really are. Yeah. And, and it's not always so, again, it's very emotional. There's, right. There's a lot of yelling, a lot of crying. You know, that's that's to be expected. Okay. Um, but it's, it's productive yelling and crying because eventually you come to a resolution. Is that also a less costly procedure than yes. hiring separate litigation? Absolutely. Probably and a little people, more than mediation, but not like getting a... No, there's nothing more expensive than litigation. You know what it is? It People um, are, I, I believe that collaborative divorce is a little um, intimidating to people because they say, all these experts they have to hire. Right. But by the time you're done... It is so much more cost effective. It's on average, it's a third of the cost of a litigated case, right? And it ha- and it occurs in a third of the time. So it, it it may be a more costly upfront expenditure, but over the course of the process, right. you spend so much less money. You do, yeah. and emotional, yes, angst that yes. that you're going through. Yeah, you move through the conflict in a po- in a healthy way, right? Okay, conflict's okay. There's nothing wrong with conflict. So, it's how you handle it. So now that they have separate attorneys, but the attorneys are working together as a team. Mm-hmm. Yep. Are there separate private meetings between each um, each of the spouses yes. and their attorneys? Yes, and, and uh, unlike when, they're, when I'm a mediator, I can't advise either of the parties. Right. I can't say, oh, you shouldn't agree to this, or did you think about that? You do advise your client right, okay. in a collaborative process. But you do it with the knowledge of well, the other attorney knows what, how you're advising your client. Yeah. So everything's out in the open. There's, I mean, there's total transparency in There's this. total uh, economic transparency, yes. Right. Okay. So that makes this whole process easier. Because mm-hmm. now, as it's uh, you and I are getting divorced, so we don't like each other, at least I know how you're being advised. Exactly. Right. You, you really do build trust with the, you know, the, each attorney builds a, a trust relationship right. with the other, part, other Cause party. Because I'm, I'm not learning, you know, in front of a judge, uh, she's doing this to me now, she's doing right. this to me now. Right. So I'm going through the, your process with you as yeah. you are going it with yeah. me. And it's a completely different negotiation process. Mm-hmm. There's different ways to negotiate. When you're litigating, yeah. it's a win-lose model. And you negotiate, right. it's called interest-based negotiations. Okay. Okay, I want to I fulfill my client's interests. Okay. I'm sorry, position, I'm getting it backwards. Position. It's position-based. This is our position on this issue. Right. And you okay. fight for your position. Right. When you're negotiating in the context of a collaborative case, it's interest-based. Okay. So you, you find out why that person has that interest Mm-hmm. And you work to satisfy everybody's interests as opposed to just 
getting somebody a win on their position. Has has this collaborative divorce has been around for a very long time? I mean, no, not it, a very long time. Yeah, it, it's, it's a shame. It's it is such a it is such an effective process right. that um, is really not given its due. And right. I think it's because the the public sees the upfront expenditure right. and says, "Oh, that's you know." That's, I think one of the things about this, as I'm learning about it, mm-hmm. is having. A psychologist there with you to help it is you, invaluable to help you to guide you through the painful moments of this yeah to have somebody there yeah, yeah. to talk to you and to and to ease your pain i mean you need that yes you know it, because this is such an emotional ride and without that person there mm-hmm. i mean to me i think that's one of the major benefits of this is oh, to have someone there during absolutely. so whenever you're meeting with your uh future ex mm-hmm. and the attorneys the psychologist is there yes and and you need you really need, you need really, that sounding board you just you do. do you need the support you need you need that intervention that highly trained skill set of right. conflict resolution and and childhood development that knowledge is invaluable and now like right. I said when you educate parents yeah. on what their behavior the impact of their behavior is having right. or make suggestions on things that can help their children they're all for it now what now is the psychologist available to see each person separately as well? Well, the way that the process works yeah. is in between team meetings, right. you're meeting with the psychologist and the um, the financial advisor, right. and you're working behind the scenes. You're working on that parenting schedule with the psychologist. Right, okay. Okay, and you're working with the financial advisor on budgets and, and possible scenarios and way, think, coming up with clever ways to reduce spending. So that's very interesting too. So it's not just an arbitrary, uh, you gotta pay 17 and a half of your salary or 24%. There's a way to manage that money and yes. manage that. Yeah. I mean, for someone paying the child support or the, um, you know, it's not alimony anymore, it's maintenance. Yes. Maintenance. Mm-hmm. Someone paying the maintenance or the uh, or the child support and or, really, mm-hmm. um, that person's lifestyle is going to change. Yes. But there are so many ways to structure that. Op- the obligation is the obligation. Right. But it doesn't have to be structured the same way every time. There's lots of ways that you can do it. I mean, you and I are married. We get divorced. Mm-hmm. The kids are 10 and 12 years old. Mm-hmm. They're going to stay with mom, mm-hmm. okay? Because generally, you're not that you're the better parent, but you are the custodial parent. Well, okay. Are you saying, Most, that, are you saying I'm not a good parent? <laughs> no, I'm not saying that at all. Okay, I'm, no. I'm saying just the opposite. Okay. There's more of a trend towards um, equal parenting time. Okay, good. And that whole concept of, you know, mom is automatically... Right, but you get the house and you get the bedrooms where the kids... And I'm paying you child support because you are the, the, okay. the custodial parent, excuse uh-huh. me. Yeah. And uh, I'm paying you some maintenance because I made a little more money than you, so okay. I owe you. Mm-hmm. And then I got to go out and now get a home for myself. Right. And my home for myself, generally speaking, not always, mm-hmm. I'm talking about the average human being, not mm-hmm. the mega wealthy, mm-hmm. is not going to be as nice as the home I came from. Sometimes not, yeah. Yeah. That is one of and, the brutal realities of going through a divorce. Right. And that's why I think a collaborative divorce is better. It, it because is. you have that psychologist there mm-hmm. to help you and the financial advisor there. Yeah. They say, wait a minute, it doesn't have to, be that, have to be that bad. Right. Look at where interest rates are. Look at these rentals. Look at these condos. Exactly. Look at this. Let me tell you with everything you're paying, mm-hmm. with what you have, how you can now still invest for your future. Yeah. And buy a nice home for yourself. Right. Yeah. It's right. it's really, it, like I said, it's out of the box thinking. Because when we, you're angry, you, you can't see clearly. Oh, forget it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That cortisone is pumping and you can't think. 
Right, you can't. It, it, the frontal lobe of your brain actually shuts down when you're when you're in a in highly stressed situation. Did you know that? No, that's frightening in, to me. You are incapable of reasoned thought when you are under tremendous stress and you are pump. Your brain is pumping cortisol. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Huh? It's and it just cool. shuts down. Yeah, yeah. So the only part of your brain that's working is the unreasonable part. The, <laughs> <laughs> actually, the I call it the lizard brain. It's the just you react. You're reactionary. Uh-huh. You're not reasoned. Yeah, you can't. I've you, we all have got have gotten mad. I mean, you know what Kim's talking about. You've gotten mad to the mm-hmm. point where you just can't see clearly. Yes, and you say things you don't mean. Yeah. You you punch walls right. and you go, "Well, I can't believe I just did that." So think about it. You're in a courtroom, yeah. okay, and you are so angry and right. so stressed, or so you're hysterical, crying. Yeah, and you're expected to make some decisions that have lifelong impact. Right. Okay. How, how are you supposed to do that under you, those circumstances? You're not. Right. You're not. Okay. You're not. You're going to make a decision. You're going to. And then you're going to walk away from it and you say, I can't believe I agreed to that. Yeah. Or I can't believe I said that. Yeah. It's just, it's not, but if you're in a, in a mediator's office mm. or you're, you're in the process of a collaborative divorce in someone's office, right. it's a safe environment. Yeah. You know, nobody's screaming at you. Nobody is, you know, breathing down your neck. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's a much more dignified. It is. If you're listening to this conversation and you can, can I have a, an idea? I mean, I've been through a divorce. Uh, can I? Tell the people that you've been through divorce? Sure. Uh, she's been through divorce. I didn't want to do that without your permission first. Well, thank you. <laughs> for asking you permission <laughs> exactly. while everyone's listening. Thank you for asking me yeah, permission. We've been divorced. We have children. <laughs> yes. Um, I happen to have gotten custody of mine. You got custody of yours. I mean, it, I mean but, there, but it was a painful process for me. It's always you know? painful. And it was an expensive process for me to go mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. And um, was it worth it, the pennies to get my kids? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it was... Um, it was. It was. It caused a lot of pain. I spent a lot of money, and it and it took years. Look, there's no way to go through a divorce without experiencing some pain. Right. Okay. That's an unrealistic expectation. But with collaborative divorce, with all that or team there, with the you people, you can make it less painful. Less painful, and but the best part about it is you get to move on with your life faster. Yeah. Well, the sooner you you know you know the five stages of grief, right? When someone dies, okay, you go through the same five stages of grief when you go mm-hmm. through a divorce. Right. So the faster you move through them the mm-hmm. faster you get on with your life yes. as a healthy whole person but there is a sixth stage which is utter joy and happiness because <laughs> once you go through those five stages and if you make it to the sixth stage you're ready to go you're, you are ramping man you are ready to go okay listen if you're going through a divorce if you plan on going through a divorce before you contact an attorney do yourself a favor Visit ADRLawNY.com. Kim's picture is right up there. Her bio is right up there. You can listen to her, even if you don't want to call right away. Just tune in on Thursdays at 5 o'clock. Every every Thursday at 5 o'clock, Kim has a show. It's called Happily Even After. There's a reason the show is called Happily Even After, because that does lay in front of you. ADRLawNY.com. Her name is Kim Szynski. She's an attorney. She's a matrimonial attorney. She offers both mediation and collaborative... Collaborative divorce and negotiated settlements. And negotiated settlements. And these are things, again, before you each go your separate ways and hire your own attorneys, take a moment, take a breath, visit ADRLawNY.com and get in contact with Kim immediately before the frontal lobe of your brain totally <laughs> disappears shuts, <laughs> shuts down and then you don't know what you're doing kim thanks so much for you're welcome thanks for having by me. and hanging out with me my name is david levenstein